Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So as promised, we are joined in studio by Safa's acting CEO, Mr. Gay Mukwana, just to reflect back on Safa's AGM that took place over the weekend where a number of interesting talking points uh, came out. Mr. Mukwana, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us here on SAFM in studio. Yeah, good evening, Tabison. Thank you for inviting us to come and be a part of your program here. It's interesting that when you were named as the acting CEO, a lot of people started asking, who is Gay Mukwana? Even though you've been around for a very, very, very long time. How do you describe your background, sir? I come from Pumalanga, yes. from the Mbombela area. That's where I was born and grew up. Played football there. I started a soccer team in the early 2000s. And then I left the soccer team in about 2004, 2005. And then just joined the administration side of of football. Mm. First as Atlantani, as an ordinary member, I was recruited to come and assist to link up um, football with business. And in 2010, somewhere thereabouts, I was elected to be an interim president. And then uh, in 2013, I was um, elected to be an NEC member. And then last year, I was elected to be the vice president. And this year, um, <laughs> the acting CEO requested by the NEC to act, uh, whilst Mr. Paul has gone off to Qatar. Mm. So, so you still remain as vice president? I still remain as the vice president for now because I'm I'm actually acting. I'm yeah. Uh, one of my main assignments is to try and recruit a permanent CEO for the organization. Okay. Would you say you've had to hit the ground running after taking over from Mr. Paul? Yes, I tell you. It's not, <laughs> and how is it's it not an easy path, I can tell you that, but uh, it's a very exciting uh, environment and uh, I find it very challenging. And given the fact that, you know, we are actually interacting with the country nationwide. Mm. We are represented in all 50 uh, two regions of, 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 of South Africa from one corner to the next corner and then we interact with Africa and then we interact with the world so from that point of view I, I enjoy what I'm doing and and how much time do you have to find a, a CEO I have about three four months uh, and it's very much dictated by uh, my other commitments as well uh, but also by the fact that we need to um, get permanency and, and you know, let's call it uh, a permanent solution to, to, yeah. to surface management so that we are stable and, and, and sustainable going forward. And with Mr. Paul going to Qatar, I mean, is it an endorsement? Is it a vote of confidence on SAFA and just the capabilities of South Africa's administrators that now he's been tasked with helping them put together the 2022 World Cup? I would think it's a big vote uh, for us. It's a big big plus. Anyone who goes and out there and go and goes and works into the international arena is, is good. And um, South Africa, as you would know, we have hosted the 2010 World Cup, mm-hmm. and a number of people. I must tell you, I'm surprised. I'm one of those few people who were not directly involved in 2010. Mm-hmm. Have been involved, and since then. Even 2014, and other World Cups, and other World Cup. Brazil, we were involved, and uh, Russia, we were involved. So Russell has actually been identified as a a quite an experienced administrator now, and that's why he's now the Makulubas there in (laughs) Qatar. 
Let's talk about the AGM this past weekend. How was how was the mood of the meeting, as they always say? Oh yeah, I, I, let me tell you this, uh, Tabi. So my first meeting, National Congress, was a very difficult meeting, <laughs> and that mm. was in two thousand and nine. And since then, uh, the, the meetings are going very very well. We had we had a very exciting um, Congress. We had some bad news, of course, as you might know by now, mm-hmm. that we reported a loss on mm-hmm. our financial performance. And uh, but on the on the positive side, we have come up with a, a restructuring plan, or perhaps a, a recovery plan from that uh, from that loss. And uh, we were very happy that the Congress um, warmed up to our proposal how we're going to turn around the organisation. It was a reported loss of 74 million. Um, it's, it's not a secret, as, as you said. What's led to this? Is it mainly the broadcasting deal? Yeah. in the uh, We signed a deal recently with the SABC, and uh, about 18 months we didn't have. Mm. So one and a half year, we didn't have any broadcasting income. And that's the largest contributor. But we're we glad we that that uh, is behind us now. Um, it's in terms of our recovery plan, the SABC uh, is already, and us have already formed the partnership. We are in a four-year deal at the moment. Mm. Um, and so for the next four years, it should be much better. I can tell you that uh, our experience is that, uh, you know, football, be it a professional or a, an association like ourselves, relies very much on, on broadcasting revenue. It's it's what drives um, the football world out there. Are you are you happy now with this partnership with the SABC financially and and what it entails? We happy with the financial with the financial partnership. Of course, we we would be uh, happier if we had a much better uh, offer. But we understand where the SABC comes from, um, and we appreciate the fact that the 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 SABC has gone through some financial difficulties of its own. So we we entered into an arrangement that the deal will be reviewed on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. So as our situation improves, um, we, we will look at how we improve the situation. But we've also agreed that um, together we will be working to look at how we improve uh, the situation by both commercializing a lot of the opportunities as well as uh, talking to other uh, institutions such as government who can assist. Are you able to share how much this deal is or is it more than the 10 million? It's more than the 10 million. Much we've more. Di- yeah, much more. We've, mm. dis- we've disclosed this to the media already. Um, it's a 50 million rand deal, mm. um, although it's not all cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I'm talking about commercializing opportunities. So we need to be a little bit creative and, and ensure that we we make much more than the 50 million 50 million over five years over four years over four years yeah i also heard we also had an interview you did with and this is 50 million sorry yes. it's, it's per annum per uh, annum and this will be reviewed on an annual basis yeah 50 million per annum over four years yes okay we also had an interview you did with sabc's velile mnyandu um, that there were a couple of sponsors that Safa have lined up how close are, are, are you how confident are you that you'll tie up those loose ends the the one uh, deal that has been closed, it's done, is the South African breweries mm-hmm. to sponsor Bafana Bafana. 
Um, and w- this is also a four-year a four deal uh, that will still be partnering with the, the SAB um, to, to, to sponsor us in terms of Bafana Bafana. And then we've got a couple of loose ends. We've got a second sponsor for Banyana Banyana, and I'm glad to say that it's one of the top 40 companies in the JSE. Mm. We have signed the agreement, uh, but we just need to um, sit down with the sponsor together with uh, our official sponsor of Banyana Banyana, Sasso, and just um, introduce the two sponsors, and then we can announce them. And uh, what about the apparel sponsor? Yes, kid sponsor. We we announced that last week that we have four sponsors. And yes. uh, I'm glad to tell you that we now have five. Ah. So the interest is very, very big. And it's quite uh, uh, interesting offers that we've got. Uh, so at the moment, we're just busy sifting and uh, evaluating the best offer that we want to go with. For those who've just joined us, we're just catching up with SAFA's Vice President and Acting CEO, Mr. Gay Mukoena, following the AGM this past weekend, just to some insight into what came out. And uh, he's also uh, spoken to us now about the financial laws, mainly caused by the broadcasting deal. And he's also highlighted the restructuring and recovery plan that they have. And they uh, do have a few sponsors uh, lined up as they try to steady the ship and get it back to where it should be. Zico Smith wants to know how much is the SAB four-year sponsorship? Um, I don't. Um, I, I I know the number, but probably I do not want to disclose it. What I can tell you mm-hmm. is that it is better than the offer we have had before on an annual basis. So there was an improvement uh, on what we used to get before. Anthony Delanga says it looks like the CEO has got the wheel here. He should permanently take over, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll continue after this break. You can send us your questions on WhatsApp 61 is where we take the voice notes. And you can call us also on 891 For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Okay, let's go to some of the voice notes that have come through. Good evening, good evening, Hotmanyam, good evening, Hotmanyam. I just want to ask one thing. want to know one thing from Safa. Seriously, I don't understand, Hotmanyam, how does Usafa work? Please, they must come with the VR, the only thing I'm asking for. VAR must come because the, the, the refling is very poor. Seriously, refling is very poor. That is why most of the coaches complain. I don't know them from command crystals today. Hi, Tabiso. This is Kaba from the Eastern Cape. Uh, I'd like to know from the Vice uh, President whether the uh, uh, newly signed sponsors have set any conditions regarding uh, uh, the winning or maybe the lack of it uh, with, uh, uh, regarding Bafana Bafana because they don't necessarily have any good track record when it comes to international games. So are there any conditions set by the sponsors regarding them losing games most of the time? And you, this is Taba from the Eastern Cape. 
Hey, thanks for that, Kaba. We'll take those two questions, Mr. Mukwana. Let's start with the last one. Are there any uh, conditions set by the sponsors? And on that note, what is Safa judged on? Are you judged on Bafana Bafana not winning? Are you judged on how much money you, you have in the bank? Because it doesn't matter. I mean, in recent years, the junior teams have qualified for major tournaments. Mm. They've been at World Cups consistently, Banyana Banyana, but everybody wants to go back to Bafana Bafana. Yes, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Bafana Bafana is our kingship uh, product and uh, everybody looks at us through Bafana Bafana I guess and um, but what I think the listeners should take note of is as you say is to look at the up developing uh, development teams coming from under 17 under 20 under 23 both both boys and girls Mm. You know, on my way here, I just had, we're now in the semifinals again, under mm. 20 in Kosafa. Yes. And if we win again this time, it will be the third time running that we win that tournament. Under 17 is from the World Cup and so forth. So, as you recall, we have Vision 2022 and we're yeah. building these teams so that when we arrive there in 2022, We've got stronger teams to be able to 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 fight, to fight the world. You know the under twenty three team that we have. Mm. Most of those players have been at least to three major world events, mm. two World Cup and in the Olympic. Now, when they get to twenty twenty two, which will be the team which will Bafana Bafana by hopefully by twenty twenty two, they will perform much better than the players who are going to the World Cup for the first time, for example. Mm. So that's been the plan. So uh, we're doing very well. Uh, in terms of uh, women's football, in terms of the, the junior league teams and so forth, yeah, the, we haven't conquered the world with Bafana Bafana, but we, we've got a brand new coach that's going to take that team forward and watch this space. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that it, it, in, in the last AFCON, we, we, we came out in the last minute out of the quarterfinals. Mm. So, the the one question I think uh, I've come to observe as an, as a, someone involved in football is that sometimes as South Africans we 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 see ourselves as the giants of Africa. We must accept that some of the countries in Africa have got players that play in very top leagues, and it's not because we are weak or we are bad that we're competing with the best in the world when we play in Africa. We must always just bear that in mind. And and on that note, how important is it for Bafana Bafana to do well to attract sponsorship? Is that what sponsors judge you on? It is It is very important. If Bafana are performing well, then everybody wants to be part of it. Everybody wants to uh, like the winner, love the winner. So, uh, and we agree that Bafana Bafana has, has to perform and we are putting all things in place to make sure that they are successful. And the sponsors, of course, they, they like it if Bafana Bafana is performing. Um, but I think they also, they only not judge on that, but also how we support Bafana Bafana, how we as a country rally behind them also counts a lot. Okay, let's go to the question about VAR, and that's a common question. I'm just going through my uh, social media here. Mm. Uh, Kabelo Muremi also know, wants to know when he suffer implementing VAR, and also when will the referees be charged for poor refereeing? It was the same um, uh, question on the voice notes about VAR. Uh, the PSL said when they were announcing a billion rand revenue <laughs> that that they would be meeting with Safa to discuss P- PSL. Ha- ha- I mean, to discuss mm. VAR. <coughs> VAR. How, how far is that process? Yes, it's true. Uh, We've got a meeting set up 
set up for January. We had hoped we would meet before the end of the year, but unfortunately the diaries didn't synchronize. So we've set up the meeting with the PSL for, uh, for early next year. But also it's important to mention that, uh, tell you so that the infrastructure for VIR is, um, is an issue, particularly for Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, our stadiums, would have to be investigated and, 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 and checked if they are suitable for VIR. Um, they tell me that some countries go the route of a central VIR sitting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is just quite expensive to roll it out to all the stadiums out there. So we're doing a feasibility study now. You know our referee, um, who's now the development officer of FIFA, Jerome, Jerome Demon. Yes. He's quite involved in, in, uh, in, in with the VAR and is working on the proposal that we will be looking at. Mm. We would like to look at VAR. We're definitely looking at it. Um, and some people are saying Safa doesn't want VAR. But we don't want to jump into something that's um, before we, we are very sure. Yeah. And you would know, Tavi, so VIR is not a panacea. It's not solving the, the problem. Uh, if we have VIR, then therefore there will be no mistakes. I'm sure I've seen some stats that um, in England, VIR is a performing at about 70-80% yeah. uh, at the moment. And uh, still, VAR is operated by human beings. And where human beings are involved, there will always be human error. I mean, doctors make mistakes. Engineers make mistakes. I've seen a road that goes nowhere, somewhere. And everyone makes mistakes. We must accept it. It's very much part of the game. As long as there's human beings, there will be human error. Mm. It is a problem when the human beings deliberately make mistakes. Mm. But if it is natural mistakes... Um, it is better. So, if you look at the number of games that we have, and I'm not trying to defend the situation here, and look at the percentage of the errors that happen, I, I think overall it's not not a very bad scenario. But yes, we must move on with technology. We must improve the game. Um, so, we are looking at it, but uh, we are not there yet. Are you concerned by the officiating this season? Because it's been a topic of discussion. We uh, happy that we have a new generation of referees uh, and uh, we believe that they are doing an excellent job. Uh, if you ask me, have they made errors? Yes, they have. Um, but I think it's errors that are manageable and we can improve. And we looking at the development that these referees are going to be here for the next 15-20 years because they are younger and much more youthful and we, we expect that uh, okay we're starting with making some few errors but uh, as we go along we will be much better do you think some errors have been deliberate you know I, I don't know I must be honest with you I don't watch a lot of uh, uh, TV football at the moment I hear people complaining but uh, the one or two uh, incidents that I saw, I don't think they were deliberate. I think they were, they were mistakes. Hmm. 
What's what before I go to the lines, as Kumbuza, please just hang on there for one more minute. Before I go there, Mr. Mukwena, what's more important and what's more pressing? Is it for VAR to be considered and implemented, or is it for referees to go professional? Because there's been an outcry about how the referees have full time jobs and then at night they must go officiate and it's just too much for them. Hmm. Well, it could be part of the solution. Um there is a development element of the referees, yes. We have we have to keep on improving all the time. We agree on that. And the equipment of VAR uh, is also operated by human beings. So my, my philosophy is have the best human beings running, running things, and then they can be able to run the machines better. If you have poorly trained referees, they will, and you put the VAR, they will still probably make mistakes with those VAR. Like Jerome Damon always says, it's not VAR that makes the decision, but it's the referee. Let's go to Skumbuzo <laughs> from Soweto. Good evening, Skumbuzo. Thanks for holding on. Hello, member. How's it? Fine, thanks, member. Go ahead. I'm good, man. Member, man, I'm going back to your question that you asked earlier around how much is the SAP uh, sponsorship deal. But here's the question I want to ask. Who owns SAFA? Uh, I mean, I would, I would believe that us as a South African public and soccer-loving public own SAFA. And therefore, we should be, uh, we, everything must be out in the open. We should know what's going on. Because I'm not in the structures of SAFA, and uh, the only time that I get to interact with SAFA is through this forum. And when a question is asked and then there's no answer coming forth, I feel a bit left out. Okay, great. Thanks for that, uh, Skumbuzo. He wants more transparency, Mr. Mugwena. Yes, thanks for that question, Skumbuzo. You know, uh, I like the question of who owns SAFA. Mm. So it's a very relevant question. SAFA is owned by uh, the members that started the organization. These are all the football clubs, referees, administrators uh, who, who form this organization. And as a result of that, yes, SAFA is a public organization. It is owned by South Africans out there. But why I am not able to disclose is that we, well, although we have signed the contract, we have not launched the the, 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 the sponsorship yet. Okay. And uh, it is, as you would know, at home, there are things that you would do at a certain time. So the, all of what I'm saying is that uh, we will announce at the right time. We, we need to have our partners with us and we publicly launch this sponsorship. It's actually great that I've told you we've renewed with the SABC, uh. but uh, with the SAB. I'm sorry, but we 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 will disclose more details when we launch the, the sponsorship. On Twitter, Raizani wants to know what's happening with outsho- with outsurance and the outsurance money. Yes, outsurance is a sponsor of our referees, and uh, they are a potential hopefully sponsor of a potential VAR uh, that we can do. We will mm-hmm. be discussing with them on that. But as you know, we have a dispute with the PSL yes. in terms of this, the, the, the PSL. And that dispute is going to for arbitration in, in February. And uh, it will be resolved then. So we have another five, six, seven weeks to resolve that matter. And how does the sponsor feel about this? The sponsor at the moment obviously is disappointed that they they are not getting uh, 
uh, exposure to the APSA League, but all the other competitions, uh, the sponsorship gets um, gets exposure. Um, so it's it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. That's how life works. And in in matters like this, Mr. Mukonda, who has the final word? Because you would think that Safa is uh, the custodian of football in South Africa, and and the PSL is just a a a member. And people have always suggested that there are two centers of power here. Who has the final word in situations like this when it comes to sponsorship of the league and in football? Safa is the mother body. Is the um, is the umbrella body of football in the in the in, in, in South Africa? Is the government of football in South Africa? Uh, the PSL is our special member that mm. runs professional football. Now, as a professional body, they have rules and regulations that are approved by SAFA. However, they are a separate entity, and that means that they are a legal body that if they are not happy, they could uh, challenge a decision taken by SAFA and we need to have a neutral person uh, or body or court to, uh, to arbitrate on the, on the matter. And that's the reason why at this point in time we didn't agree and therefore we've asked for a, a neutral person, an arbitrator, to, to, to resolve the matter. And on with VAR, whose decision, fi- who's, who has the final decision? Safa, Safa is responsible for referees. Um, the PSL is largely a, a body made up of the clubs. Mm. Now, the clubs cannot be regulating the referees. I'm sure you can see the conflict immediately. Mm-hmm. So Safa is a, a third party sitting there as an umbrella body in charge of the referees. Okay, and that happens throughout the whole world. Okay, we've got a call from the Val Maestro. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, go ahead. I, I just need to, need to understand. Um, if you look at the financials, uh, um, you know, um, pretty much your, your, your income, sorry, your income is something it, it, uh, they, they actually are like almost a complicate of the, of the previous financial year. And uh, I just need to understand why you say that um, your loss is more is mainly attributable to uh, the loss obviously of your um, uh, revenue from from SAB, SABC, I beg your pardon. Yet, um, if you look at your, at your at your revenue, right, it's pretty much similar to last year. What have you guys done, right, to optimize your your, your the efficiency of the expenditure of the organization in the in the current financial year? Mm. Yeah, thank you. Because for if that. you look at the twenty, if you look at the other 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 the entire year. Right? I'm not talking about the, 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 the previous year. The year before that, you can actually see, you know, efficiency, you know, in in, in, your, in your expenditure. But then, if you look at the, the, the two years that you're talking about, that we're talking about now, right, which is the, the current year and the previous year, uh, you know, the expenses are pretty much the same. Yes, you see what uh, happened, uh, the my sister, is that we we lost revenue, but we brought in some revenue. Uh, at the same time, so but the big revenue that we lost is almost 100 million rand. Now, what happens is that in the previous year, we lost the about 20 million rand of the broadcasting, and that's why in the previous year you will see that we have, we have made a loss of about 20 million. And then we had the 12th year full year that we didn't have any income, but 
we have tried our best to do the recovery plan, and that's the things I was talking about. At the same time, we also tried to reduce our cost as much as we could. The one important factor you must remember is that our years are not the same because it depends also on the competitions that we participate in. So you find that in one year, it is not uh, quite involved in terms of FIFA CAF competitions. And then the following year is very busy. So if, if the year is very busy, you will find that our overheads will be much higher. So probably what you're looking at, and I don't have the numbers in front of me here, what you're looking at is, is a year that we were very, very busy and we would naturally make a loss. You know, Chabis, we've done an exercise to look from um, 1995 to today yes. uh, as to how the organization worked. Every year we participate in a World Cup or major tournament, we make a loss. Yeah. And the simple reason is that because that year is very, very involved. And that is why we've introduced a new concept, the biggest turnaround aspect of our whole plan. And that is to get our members to subscribe 100 rand a year. And I'll tell you what, Tabiso, the members are so excited. Yeah. We're not ready to do this, but they're already, I think, at least 52 people or so who have already paid that 100 rand with the excitement. And that 100 rand is going to solve this problem of ours when we have major activities. Then we show a loss. Then mm. for two years we show a small profit. Then a big, a big loss and so forth. Okay. We, we just need to take a quick break. We'll let you continue just after this. And we've got a couple of voice notes too. Abiso Musiya on SAFM. We're still talking to the Vice President and Acting CEO at SAFA, Mr. Gay Mukwena. You were just, sorry, sir, just wrapping up your comment about uh, the subscriptions for your members now that was uh, proposed at the, at the AGM. Yes. The, the, the SAFA is an organization of about 300 million rand um, revenue. So we have, we estimate and we're, we're pretty sure we are accurate. We have an estimated 3.2 million members. And we're asking these members to each contribute 100 rand. Mm. And that 100 rand is going to give us 320 million. And that could double our size in terms of revenue. And if we take this 300 million rand and put it in the organization, it would be good. But we thought it it is better that we offer our members something so that they get something back for the 100 rand. So we presented to them uh, what is possible and we're looking at insurance products, time products and related uh, products that we can offer our members for that subscription. You know, all organizations re rely on their members paying a subscription. I participate or try, try and keep myself busy by playing some golf, and I'm not a very good golfer, Teresa. <laughs> but I pay a lot of money for, for doing <laughs> that, for just being a member. It's not even a hundred rand, it's in, in, in terms of thousands. So in football, we think that hundred rand would be good for our members, and we will eliminate all these problems of the the variation of our income. One one year we make a loss, the next, next year we made a profit and so on, and then we'll be financially sustainable. Okay, let's go to the Free State where we find William. Good evening, William. Thanks for calling us. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to your guests as well. Yes, good evening, uh, sir. Yes. 
Yeah, my, my, mine is just a comment, you know, really. Uh, and uh, the, uh, and uh, the, the gentleman, I don't know him, but uh, it's just happy to that he is just that it's there at Safar. And I wish him good luck for, for that matter. You. Yes. My comment is that, Tabish, uh, is that, you know, for many years, you know, Safar, they've been saying to these teams, you know, all the teams, even including Bafana Bafana, you know, they have this mindset that uh, every time they say, you know, they are happy of qualified for Olympics, they've qualified for AFCON, you know, but they never have that mindset that you know, we want to go and win and win, just like other countries do. Yes. Take, for instance, Senegal and everything. Every time they go in Nigeria, they, they come and win, and then they come back with the, with, with the trophy. But to suffer, they've got this mindset that, no, we are happy that we've qualified for this. They, they even quote to newspapers, they say, we've qualified for this, we've qualified for that, we've qualified, mm. but you know, that's not an achievement. Mm. Okay, that's thanks, my comment, William. really. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Willie, for the, for that comment. Uh, you you're right. We want to go and win. We 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 we're getting there. But I want to tell you something, Willie. You know, we are in Africa, and in Africa, I think at the moment we've got 53 official states. If we're going to the Olympics, as an example, three countries must go there, and we have to compete and beat the the the, the other uh, 50 countries, mm. and that's why. It is an achievement to qualify. In football, we have all over the world 211 countries. So if you qualify to go and play in the World Cup in the top 32, you've done very, very well. So, oh yes, it, it is great to lift the trophy, but we're saying step, take, take it step by step. First step is, of course, qualify. Then you will not lift the trophy un unless you've qualified. And in terms of qualification, we've done extremely well. And as, we, as I was saying earlier on, our, watch at our teams. They, they are doing very, very well at, at an international stage. And we're slowly but surely getting there. Getting there to the level of competing now. Yes. The, we want to be... Uh, uh, our plan, actually, in 2022 is to be... We want to be competing in the, in the, in the group stages. And that's why, Tabiso, we, we have, uh, over the weekend resolved to withdraw uh, our FIFA Women's World Cup yeah. 2023 bid because we think that we have just launched a National Women's League uh, and we're still building it. This is the first year and we'll be going into the second year next year. But we believe that if we postpone and participate in, in another eight years or so, we will be having a much stronger competitive league and therefore a much stronger competitive players. Okay, let's take a few uh, voice notes. Good evening, Kiyosa. I totally disagree with you. How do you expect the VR to make a mistake? They're reviewing the action from every angle, from the back, from the front, from the left, from the right. They've got time, unlike a referee. A referee's just got a couple of seconds, split seconds to make a decision. VR should correct the decision and make it right. So I do not agree with you that VR is also human and it can make a mistake. In England, they're using VR and 60% of VR decisions are totally wrong. Thank you. Bye. Hi, member. Uh, please ask the acting CEO the, um, what is the mandate of uh, Coach Mulifinzeki? Because I just learned over the weekend that uh, the coach had been given, he just uh, formally signed his contract. And then I know with all of the previous coaches that we, that Safa did have before, they were given a mandate. 
So on the current one, on Muli Finzigi, what is his mandate? Thank you. Evening, from If they implement VR in the PSL, hey, the coaches' jobs maybe they'll be safe, maybe. Because now coaches are being fired because of the decisions that are made by the referees. Thank you, Tulani from Holland. Okay, thanks for that, uh, uh, Tulani. And on that note of uh, VAR and uh, Tulani, Mpo says, Mr. Mukwena, you said that the mistakes of the refs are manageable. What does that mean? Because coaches are being fired and teams are losing points and some people are benefiting. <laughs> okay, let's start with the VAR. Uh, the, the the first caller says that uh, uh, I'm saying VAR is human. No, I'm not say, saying that. I'm, I'm saying that VAR is also managed by human beings. You see, uh, Tabiso, I'm sure you remember that Champions League game in Tunisia, the final, mm-hmm. that was abandoned. Mm. There was VAR there. It was broken. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly my point. So uh, that's why when I spoke earlier on, I said it's important that we set up the infrastructure to be able to run VAR properly. And we train the human beings that are going to manage VAR properly so that we improve the success of, of, of VAR. Otherwise, it, it, it doesn't help. In terms of the, uh, the clubs firing uh, coaches because, because of reference mistakes, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's entirely correct then. Um, so, um, of course, you know, as I admitted earlier on, referees are human beings and they will make an error here and there. But looking at the number of games that are taking place in South Africa and the number of errors that have been identified, I still believe that um, uh, it, it, is, it is not a trend smash. The other question was about the mandate of the coach, the new Bafana Bafana coach. Yes, the mandate of the coach is to take us to, to the World Cup 2022. It's as simple as that. Mm. And and the contract now everything is sorted. Sorted, yeah. What was the issue? There was no issue. The, <laughs> so I don't understand. I was telling uh, the media last week that the contract between two people or between two organizations is when me and you agree that I will come into the studio here. You know, you mm-hmm. made an offer to invite me to come, and I accepted the offer to come. So we agreed. Now, if the coach applies for the job and, and the, the executive says, we are happy, we would like to give you a job. That's, that's a contract. Now, what happens later is, okay, we need to work out delivery, how, when, where are you going to be working, how much are we going to be paying you, uh, et cetera. Mm. Now, that was the only thing outstanding, and that's been sorted out. So the, I know one or two... Um, journalist called me to say why is this taking so long unfortunately this could not be finished before mr paul left at the end of october and when i came in i requested the coach to say coach you have two crucial games i would like us to just focus on those games and then we can talk about the contract later there's there's nothing running away so there was nothing i really don't understand the fuss about it and then also the one thing that we also heard from the AGM this past weekend, maybe you can confirm that it's about the president going for a possible third term. Was that discussed? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking... Uh, president, president of SAFA. No, no, no. That, that was not on the agenda, not at all. And what does the constitution say? How many terms must he serve as a president? 
I think the Constitution doesn't uh, specifically specify uh, the number of terms. As long as the president is able and uh, is um, supported by members, he, he can participate. He can still continue if he he's supported. Still continue, yes. Okay, let me see. Are there any more questions here on uh, social media? Okay, I think uh, that's basically... Oh, the other question is about Helman Mkalale. I don't know if you can answer that because he's also an acting coach. Yes. Uh, does it depend on how he does at Kosafa? Or is Safa looking for another under-20 coach? The, the process works as it would work normally in the public sector or the private sector. We invite uh, applications for the job and people will apply. So I think that's what uh, that department is busy with at the moment. And Hellman will be very much welcome to apply. Okay, great. Mr. McConnell, we're going to have to uh, leave it there. Thank you very much for coming to studio. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, people are saying that you sound so calm and so collected. Where have you been? Why have they <laughs> never been hearing from you? You, uh, Somebody says you sound sober-minded. You should do more interviews on behalf of uh, Safa. Would you? Oh, thank you for that compliment. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. It, but thank you for inviting thank me you. and for inviting us to be here. No, it's certainly a compliment. We don't get a lot of compliments when we have Safa officials in studio so <laughs> I think this is a first for all of us oh thank you thank you but thank you for thank coming you. through we really appreciate your time thank you Tabiso thank you it's Mr. Gaimukwena a vice president at SAFA and acting CEO at the organization just giving us the lowdown on what came out of their AGM this past weekend